this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, that's right, everybody. Get your bore on the floor because it's post-show Roy Cap talking about Succession Season it's coming back, baby. I'm Josh Wickler, returning with succession coverage here on Osho Recaps after like 700 years since we last spoke with you about succession. You didn't know we had a succession podcast? You missed that? Well, go back into the archives. Listen to all that great season two coverage of succession. It exists. We podcast about the whole season. We'll be podcasting about all of season three as well here on Post Show Roy Caps is what I am calling it as we are building towards the premiere of season three, October 17th, 2021, the first of two preview shows that we have for you. And we need two preview shows because there's already two seasons of succession. Uh, so it's just only fair that we do two preview shows. We also need to do two preview shows because I am not alone here talking Succession this season. Um, Emily Fox, my lovely wife, was my co-host on Succession. Life has gotten busy. She is not able to make it to the podcast this year. Hopefully she will be popping in from time to time. We certainly hope that that will be the case, but I can't do this alone. I could. It would be a worse podcast. I am um, very grateful that this podcast is going to be absolutely incredible because I am joined by two people who are like family to me, the potential successors of the post-show recaps empire, but we will have to see which one reigns supreme by the end of this. Uh, Bringing her in first, she is my co-host on Community Building. Uh, It is my good friend, uh, my great friend, I will even say, Jess Sterling, Jess Sterling, come on down. Hi, you know hey. what they say? Uh, you can't make <laughs> a wiglet without some oh, jigs. Okay, so Jess, you're <laughs> fired. You're fired. Jess is fired. So I hope that the third co-host on the panel can do a little bit better than that. She is also my very good friend. First per- first time that we're doing a recurring regular weekly podcast together, and I'm supremely hyped about that. Uh, she and Ariel Gomez run our movie coverage on Post Show Recaps Theater in the main feed. Grace Leader in the house. Time dialing in. I, I just want to pass a vote of no confidence against Jess for that joke. Grace, you're uh, hired. I, can we get a vote on that? Yes. Is that, there on the I, agenda? I. <laughs> the eyes have it's it. It's two eyes. All right, Jess, the shortest tenure of any oh, host no. on in Post Show Recaps history. <laughs> 
That's the only thing I could think of. You know yeah. what? We'll bring you back like Frank. He yeah. keeps like bobbing back oh, up. Yeah. Yeah. The Frank. Yes. You don't want to be the Frank of the podcast? Yes, it's the Frank of the All of the, the post-show Roy me. Caps. Yeah. <laughs> How do we like that? Do we like that post-show Roy Caps? Is that good? It's pretty good. Do yeah. we like that intro? Get your boar on the floor. Do we like that? <laughs> Get your boar on the floor. Should I work on that? I mean, or it's that better good? than telling the listeners to F off. So, yeah. like, Oh, no, true. but that's how we'll sign off. That's how we'll sign <laughs> off. At the end of every podcast, we'll say F off. Uh, and then that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Amazing. That's I great. It's really great. Uh, so I was, I was when, when Succession was starting to come back up, I was like, okay, well, we're going to do the podcast. It's one of the biggest shows on TV, but like very logistically, Emily and I uh, have not really been able to do post-show recaps theater as a podcast anymore. We've uh, problem solved that. Uh, Grace and Ariel, you both are taking care of it. Um, and Emily and I are planning on doing more live watches in the post-show recaps patron discord. And we're doing Worst Day Ever, the 24 podcast. So she and I are still podcasting but that 24 minute podcast a week is like already like really hard to squeeze in uh so there's just no way that we were going to be able to do like our 90 minute podcasts uh on top of all of that so i was like okay well who's gonna come who's coming with me uh and i'm so glad that both of you said yes because i have i like over the past year the post recaps patreon program just turned one years old uh go to patreon.com slash post recaps to find out more about how you can support the podcast at whatever level you are comfortable with even if that's no level just go check out the site uh site's pretty pretty uh just pretty pretty it look pretty mm-hmm. good there's a cute mm-hmm. little wombat on there now right now that you can take a look at um and i'm so happy that it's the two of you because i've gotten to know both of you really well over the past year uh and uh, consider both of you my dear friends and i think that maybe that's a mistake because you almost want some like contentiousness on a succession <laughs> podcast True. yeah uh, so, should have like, gotten that's... meaner people i guess yeah yeah i mean i guess this has started off yeah. in kind of an antagonistic way with grace and i uh, yeah. together against jess yeah and then i have i imagine that there's going to be all sorts of like backstabbing alliances along the way mm-hmm. lots of shifting loyalties grace i think so i think that if it's you know how could there not be on a succession podcast uh you know backroom deals we're gonna do a lot of buyouts i imagine Uh of different companies other podcasts should we try to like buy up some other by the end of this season if we have not purchased uh shit 90 what the shit (laughs) the shit the 90s have taught me then like we failed it is classic i think you are the logan you don't even know the name of the podcast you want to try and buy yeah i know uh he's like let's get into news let's get television let's get into the 90s uh yeah i think that could be good maybe we want to buy that out by the end of the season we'll see what we can do uh we'll we'll try and shore up the funds uh we'll see if jess tries to uh bring grace away to do a breakout succession podcast over Mm -hmm. at shit 90 shows taught me uh in which case a lot of things uh go totally awry at that point do i get a board um, seat yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not in charge of that decision but get a board seat grace you should board think about seat. this because i really have been thinking about giving push recaps to you like mm. uh, when i retire i've been wow. thinking like i've been thinking that you you have a, a strong voice like clarity of vision very intelligent whip smart very funny i think like you could do all of the things that i try to do Wow, this is, I, I feel like, you know, if succession is any indication, the person that you initially think is going to get, yes, this is not good news. Yeah. Does Grace have the killer yeah. instinct? Though? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is uh, she a killer? Yeah, this is the question. This is what we will we will find out. So mm-hmm. uh, today, uh, preview show number one, a couple of things that I want to do. First of all, I want to go around the horn and just uh, introduce everybody. Everybody, like, say, say who you are, what you're all about, just in case they don't know you from other podcasts. 
I want to make sure that everybody's giving uh, like just like sort of like their overall succession takes, their overall succession uh, succession journey. And then we're going to talk about the characters through a very fun exercise. We're going to do a tier list. Uh, we are going to put all of the characters into tiers. Uh, should I just uh, reveal the tiers? I think I will mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, we've got four tiers. And if you haven't done tier lists before, then obviously you need to go and check out uh, Puya Zanbakili on uh, on Twitch. Uh, and if, if you're not going to do that because you're not going to pause the podcast now and you're just waiting for me to tell you, uh, they, you know, we'll put them in like four categories from like best to worst, basically. Like uh, who's the best character? Who's second best character? Second worst character? Worst character? Except like I think that that's like misleading. We're, we're putting the, we're arranging the tiers basically um, trying to assign value to like are these good people or are they awful people uh, so we have a bore on the floor at the very bottom who are mm -hmm. the worst 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 people on succession um, above that we've got F off uh, you know, people who are like really bad, <laughs> but like you kind of like say that like kind of kindly. Um, then above that, we have a uh, so uh, we're good, right? Uh, which is like, you know, classic Kendall Roy stuff. Uh, like who are the people who like we kind of like, it's a question, right? Like, I think maybe they're good. I think maybe they're not so bad. Like, I think that maybe they can exist in that category. And then the unicorn at the tippy top. Uh, and we will see if anybody winds up here is actual good person will anybody <laughs> wind up at the top of the of the food chain here maybe uh, if somebody I, gets a pet this um, season maybe the uh, pet so we'll, is gonna be yeah yeah that'll be it Look out. Uh, so we'll we'll establish those now i'll have my own list grace will have hers jess will have hers and then maybe these things will fluctuate as we go through season three so it'll be good to to have that um down right now so all of that said uh let's let's go down the line um, Jess, uh, give us your succession journey, your thoughts on succession overall. I know that you just, uh, binged the whole thing in pretty short order for like the, uh, your first rewatch of the show. This is my second rewatch. So, so you would rewatch the whole show, uh, previously. Okay, cool. Whoop. Yep. Uh, so Jess Sterling, my pronouns are she, her, um, you may have heard me on community building like Josh was saying earlier. Um, yeah, I love Succession. I first discovered it, I believe, if my memory serves me, when you and Emily did your season two preview podcast. I was like, ooh, okay, I'm into this. Um, so I watched all of season one, watched all of season two live. And then funnily enough, this past summer, I rewatched everything in preparation for season three. And then you said, hey, do you want a podcast with me about this? And I said, well, I'm certainly going to need to do another rewatch. So I've now seen the show three times. Um, I really love it. It's honestly, I don't know anything about business. It's the character work that keeps me here. It's the actors and the performances and um, just the very smart writing of the show. And I really was thinking about this as I was rewatching. I'm like, it is kind of the perfect dramedy. Because for every moment that is like really cringy and hard to watch and you hate these characters, they put some like lighthearted spins on it um, to the point where it's like, okay, I feel like I can stomach this, you know? Um, so yeah, I really love the show. I'm really excited to talk about it. I can't wait to get into some of these fantastic characters and these amazing actors who play them because um, the, the, the cast is stacked. Cast is stacked. Uh, Grace, give us your journey. Tell us who you are. Uh, yeah, Grace uh, Leader, she, her pronouns, uh, do some movie coverage, uh, watching some James Bond on post-show recaps and have done the some stuff with, feed. yeah, and done some stuff with, uh, Rob as a podcast, part of the class of 2020. Um, 
Succession is just like, I, I think just you're so right that it's like the character work in the show. Like I historically say like my favorite genre of TV or movie is like a good character uh, drama. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, I don't need any action. Just give me like people for like, you know, an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like hooked. Um, like a notoriously, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I will fall asleep like at every movie theater uh, unless it's like a boring character drama. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm in for this whole, this whole ride. Um, and so I, succession is not boring, but like it, uh, it is all character. And I think it's like the intriguing thing about the show. I mean, like not to spoil where my tier list ranking will be, but like to have a show where like nobody is really that redeemable is like a really impressive feat and like really good writing and really good like character, like acting um, in the show that they are so engaging um and like kind of the time period we're in to be like yeah it's a show about a bunch of rich white people like it'd be like a hard sell and yet like i thoroughly enjoyed my rewatch uh Mm -hmm. that i did over the past first rewatch that you had done yeah first rewatch yeah yeah um yes uh josh wiggler he him i have a podcast about succession already on post show roy caps that's new i don't think we called it that though jess you would know because you binge listened to the podcast you definitely did not call it post show roy yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, I had forgotten that there was like a legendary manscaped ad that happened on the so wonderful. on the previous succession <laughs> podcast. We are no longer sponsored by manscaped. It's so disappointing. Uh, I, I would do love think to it, be- <laughs> it may have had something to do with that. Um, any highlights from the, from the podcast that you can recall? Definitely the, the manscaping was a, yeah. was a good one. I yeah. loved when you said that um, you thought that Jeremy and Strong Dominic Abate was on the podcast and told me that uh, his kids heard that ad as well uh, yeah it was his daughter had yeah. heard the ad because he was listening in the car and they were sleeping in the back and then he looks in the shout out to mirror. the abates if you're listening right now we'll, yes we'll, we'll see you for like episode nine or something like that. one of my oh, other God. favorite things was you mentioned a reddit user named Balsacky joe yeah and for some reason <laughs> Listen, that <killed laughs> that's the name i'm what am i supposed to do not credit the yeah. person and something I do want to track as we go through season three of Succession is I love Emily's idea of a drinking game or, you know, drinking water, whatever you sure, want to yeah. do. Um, but uh, you have to drink oh, every man, time. I just got so hydrated. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to drink every time oh, that Cousin Greg awkwardly hugs somebody, which is more often than you would think. I believe that. I believe <laughs> that for so sure. often. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd buy that for sure, uh, that I would get water wasted pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty quickly. Um, I love this show. I think that it is, um, one of the most intelligently written shows on TV. Uh, I have really missed it. It's been a long time. Obviously, uh, uh, the global pandemic took so much from us, uh, including, uh, TV shows, uh, minimally of minimal importance. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I think that this show would have come back probably last year and instead, uh, it's mm-hmm. like a basically two year layoff, uh, if not exactly a two year layoff. Um, so I feel like really, really excited to resume this story. I think it goes without saying, and if it doesn't go without saying, I'm saying it now, Um, that we will be spoiling seasons one and two on this podcast. We are assuming that you have watched it. I'll give you the really quick pitch in case you uh, aren't sure and you just like the panel and so you want to hear what Jess Grace and I are going to be talking about every single week. That succession uh, basically centers on uh, an unbelievably uber-wealthy and powerful family empire um, called uh, Waystar Royco headed up by Brian Cox as Logan Roy, who is just like this um, uh, utterly awful, terrifying, terrible person who appears to be in pretty bad health, 
and probably uh, at the end of his life to some degree. Uh, and a lot of questions are starting to circulate as to who is going to succeed him in this empire that he's built that has its fingers in so many different pots, amusement parks, media, you name it. Um, and so we follow the journeys of his children primarily and the people in their orbit, um, including Kendall Roy, who is um, the, um, I guess Connor Roy is the oldest son. Yeah. Uh, and he's played by Alan Ruck, uh, Cameron of Ferris Bueller fame. Uh, I know uh, in just saying the name Connor Roy on the other side of listening to this podcast, Antonio Mazzaro is uh, trying not to punch his phone directly in the center <laughs> of the screen. We'll talk, we'll talk about Connor. Uh, Kendall Roy, who is uh, the eldest of um, the three, uh, the three central Roy siblings, I would say. Um, he's played by Jeremy Strong, who I believe has won an Emmy for this role, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he is uh, somebody with um, tremendous substance abuse problems, has uh, gotten into some serious legal trouble over the course of the seasons, um, was uh, sort of considered the favorite to take on um, the Empire uh, whenever Logan steps down. And obviously that has not happened. And so other things have happened. Uh, and Kendall enters season three in a really curious spot. There is uh, Sarah Snook as Shiv. Uh, Shiv has been uh, out of the, or when we meet her in the start of the series, she's been um, out from out, uh, underneath the shadow of the Empire. She is like a political operator. She works on a lot of campaigns. She really runs her own ship. Um, but slowly but surely, she's getting roped uh, more and more into like the, the center of this universe uh, alongside her. Uh, fiance and eventually husband Tom, who is uh, very, very um, ambitious. Let's call him that. <laughs> and let's also call him ridiculous because he's an absurd person played by Matthew McFadden. Uh, that's Sarah Snook as Shiv, Matthew McFadden as Tom. Uh, and then there is uh, Kieran Culkin as Roman. Um, is he the youngest? No, um, Shiv, is, Shiv is actually is the youngest, even though Roman acts like the youngest a lot of the time. Yeah, I would I would have guessed he was the youngest. Yeah, he no, has that is. he has that energy. Like when you meet somebody, and you're like, oh, you're like the younger sibling, and then you come to find out that they're an older sibling. Uh, that's Roman. Roman sort of has like this very like it's all so effing hysterical attitude, just like sort of like this sardonic attitude about absolutely everything. Doesn't seem to take things seriously, but maybe there is more underneath the surface than meets the eye, and that is maybe starting to 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 leak out as the seasons are progressing uh and then a couple of other people uh there's uh Haim Abbas as Marsha who is Logan's wife uh who is uh you know very like uh quietly but like dangerously in the background like mm -hmm. not a ton to say about her even through two seasons which I think is fascinating to me um there is Jerry uh who is sort of like um Grace how would you just is she like the fixer like she's sort of like without Jerry none of this runs yeah, I would say so. Um, she's is she legal counsel for yeah. uh, the Royce? Uh, so yeah, she's like very much uh, making sure everything functions as it should. Yes. Yeah, uh, general counsel to Waystar Royco. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, and I didn't realize uh, Siobhan's godmother yep. as well. She mentioned um, it in the very first episode of the show. Yes. Um, so she is a, a, a fascinating character with a very, very odd relationship specifically <laughs> with Roman Roy uh, that we'll, we'll get into for sure. Uh, just inevitably, we will get into that. 
um, mentioned Connor, mentioned Marsha, mentioned Jerry. And then I think like probably the very big one that has been unmentioned at this point is cousin Greg. Uh, Nicholas Braun is cousin Greg, who uh, who is sort of finds himself stumbling awkwardly and uh, lankily into the uh, Waystar Royco drama. And is just like constantly just trying to like figure out what's his position here. Uh, and I think is like a fairly easy fan favorite character for a lot of uh, audience mm -hmm. members is cousin Greg. Cause he's just, uh, he is absurd and is uh, doubly absurd when he is paired with Tom kind of as like the outsiders of the family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of like uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern energy with those characters. Um, so that's like the general premise. That's the, those are the central characters. Obviously a lot more has happened beyond all of that. But that's the setup. If you haven't watched the show, if you find any of that interesting, that is uh, that is what you're getting into. We're going to get into into full on spoilers in terms of our character tier list. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to throw it to our sponsors for this episode of post show Roy Caps. And then we will come back and we will do some tier lists. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we're back. Uh, let's do this. Let's talk through through the characters. Or is there any, like, major, like, spoilery thing, either of you want to get off your chest first before we, like, go through it uh, character by character by character? Mm -hmm. I think we'll get through it by talking yeah. about the characters. So, yeah. Um, should we do this like a like a like a draft? Do we want like everybody to like uh, throw out a character uh, before, or do I, do you want me to just like go down the line and then we'll like talk them through? How do you want to do this? Uh, I think we could. Let's start with like head honcho. Let's start with like Logan Roy and then work our way down. Okay, so we just mm. want to come out the gate by putting yeah. the boar on the floor, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> I think we have to. Uh, I think it all starts with him, right? right. Like I think. He is the reason the show exists. Yes. I think everything revolves around Logan Roy. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. Um, so just to reset, we've got actual good person. So uh, we're good, right? Have off and four on the floor. And those are the tears uh, that we mm -hmm. have here. Um, so that's what's at stake. Um, Jess, you're tossing out Logan Roy as the first person to talk through. Talk us through your feelings on the character and where Logan lands on your personal tier list. Yeah, Logan is interesting to talk about because the entire show pretty much revolves around him. All of his children, in one way or another, are vying for his attention, um, and they all want to succeed him in the company. Um, we don't know. We know a bit about his backstory, 
but we're we're still left in the dark on like a lot of things to do with Logan and exactly like his upbringing. We know he grew, he was born in Dundee and then he moved to Canada with his brother who he has a really storied history with really, you know, Played they don't get James along. James Cromwell, that'll do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, we know he has like very bad scars on his back from some type of like childhood abuse. Um, and he's very, very hard on his children. Um, in listening to some interviews with like Brian Cox and some other people, it's questionable whether or not like the question comes up of like, does he love his children? And I think the answer is like, yes, but like, it's not an unconditional love from a parent that you would expect. And a lot of it is like, yes, but uh, I don't think they're good enough to run the company or, you know, I have to be tough on them all the time. And so I think that Logan is probably for me the easiest character to slot in as bore on the floor. Um, he's despicable. He's truly, truly awful. What's the to worst thing that Logan has done on the show, Grace, that comes to mind for you? Do you have one that just like springs to mind of like a Logan moment that was just like absolutely atrocious? I mean, stuff that we've seen, because there's certainly like they allude to a lot of stuff that like we don't see that like is just like he's definitely done. But if I try to keep I mean, Born on the Floor is really, really bad. Like, like actually like playing this game born on the floor because he's trying to like figure out who called uh the pierces right he's trying to like figure it out and so then he's just like making them all be bored on the ground and uh that's pretty like that's pretty bad humiliating Uh, but i think i think the worst thing he's ever done is he leaked um out that he thought kendall was using drugs again when he wasn't he was completely clean and that in my opinion led to kendall using drugs again i actually think that like pulling him out of this at the very beginning of season two of like pulling him out of the spa to go give a media statement is pretty bad as well of like gives him no time because like the whole thing at the end of season one where he like covers up i mean he also covers up a murder um that was uh, that's 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 very bad and then and then he covered and then the murder and then kendall's trying to like recover and then he like pulls him out to give a media statement yeah uh kendall's clearly not in a good place you know and doesn't even do it himself he like i mean I don't know where it looks like they're in like and, Iceland or something. And then right? by the end of season two is like, okay, but now you got, now you have to go to jail. Uh, and right. so it's, it's like super down <laughs> right. to like send his kid to prison after yeah. all of that. Only too. if it benefits. Yeah. yeah. Also the physical abuse that we've seen on top of like the physical abuse that we assumed has happened in the household um, is not great. He smacks Roman. He yeah. smacks Kendall's son. Um, both of those things are really awful to watch. And we get the vibe that like, this is probably not the first time this has happened, even though all of the children are like, uh, you know, Rome's like, oh, it's, it's no big deal, dad. You, you barely even, you know, you barely even got me. Um, that's not fun to watch. It's he's just truly despicable and awful and will refuse, refuses to give up the power that he has, even when he's told they want you, they want you to confess. They want you to step down. He gets his kids to take the fall for him, basically, and says, no, I'm, I'm going to stay in power. Especially when you contrast that with at the end of season two, after Rome has been like kidnapped and he and then like he gets on the, the boat and he's like, you all right? And he's like, yeah, dad. And he's just like, all right, business. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like also a lack of like uh, like kindness he shows to his children mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think the only one he like sometimes does is that doesn't seem totally you know just political as sometimes his conversations with ship right. um seem like genuine uh and from even time then, to time you're yeah. like yeah 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Boar on the floor for Jess, Logan, Roy, Grace. Do you have Logan in the same spot? I do probably put him in that slot. I was trying to think of like he's a, he's a very complex character in the sense of like uh, we ser- although we're not getting a lot like we don't you don't get to you know they don't open the curtain you sort of get to peek into the window at like what his, what life was like for him before um you see like, like the markings on his back when he's in the pool in season one so like you know that he has like you know he has uh, seen some violence in his time was that from his childhood like we don't know a lot of that stuff i think is still like just being mm-hmm. gestured at yeah and i think because of like in my and i was like does that make him like not in the world but no i think that like all of that doesn't justify like his behavior and yeah. even though like he's passing on that basically like they're all now kind of a lot of them are uh you know struggling in their life because of the way that they you know their relationship to their father uh but yeah i don't think it like justifies any of his behavior even if he has this like you know what seems to not be a great uh you know um childhood um he still is a truly despicable person so yeah 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 i think i agree i think i have to put logan roy bohr on the floor um i think that there is like for for logan like i was i was tempted to say f off just because like of course like that would be fun <laughs> to do with logan yeah. it's like his you know his signature phrase except all the way through uh, we try to keep it PG-13. Um, but I, for a lot of the reasons you said, Grace, like, I like I think, like, it's clear that, like, he had a hard childhood. Um, he's probably, like, you know, he, he probably had, like, a really tough time as a younger person. Does that, like, validate, you know, the hurt that he has, uh, he has put upon the people around him? Not just in terms of, like, his nuclear family, but, like, globally. Uh, you know, what is it that they call all of the women? It's like not a real person. Oh, god, yes, I forget what that that, is exactly the phrasing they use, but that is no real person, no real person involved. Yes, um, that is what the NRPI handle. Um, and that is truly, truly horrifying. He's the one who suggests to Shiv and Rhea to go talk to the woman that's supposed to testify about the cruise scandal with Lester and all of that. Right. And it's, it's that to me, it's just like unforgivable in a way that is like, I'm sorry, but no amount of abuse that you suffered is going to justify any of that to me. Yeah. I think that that's right. Um, I, I think that like, I want Logan as bore on the floor, specifically so that uh there's room for improvement which i'm not banking on i'm not guessing that there will be um and even if there is improvement like if logan's arc by the end of the series involves some measure of um you know like actually doing something good for his kids stepping aside like taking a fall with some intention behind it I think that the best that we'll get with Logan is F off. Like, I don't expect that there's any world where I'm going to say, so uh, we're good, right? Um, with Logan Roy. That being said, magnificent character. Uh, so interesting. Oh, yeah. like, fascinating. He's just like a yeah. fascinating person. Um, reminds me a lot of uh, somebody who I know in my life. And I'm like very mm-hmm. fascinated of like gluing the Logan Roy stuff onto this person. Uh, so like it, it helped, it helps me with like processing uh, something in, in, in my life. My dad's fine. Um, but like, I, <laughs> I, I think, I think about Logan Roy a lot. Like even when I'm not mm-hmm. watching the show, I think he just has like sort of that, um, 
he casts this major shadow on pop culture that I think like when you think about succession, is he like going to rank on the list of like your favorite character? Probably not. Um, but I think like starting with him here on the tier list, Jess was like very intuitive because like everything stems from this character yeah. and this very conversational show is just not possible without like the whole, the whole matter of there being somebody to succeed. Uh, so you got to start with Logan, right? I think the thing too about him, like, uh, you know, his past, you know, not letting that justify his behavior. Like you, they do put his brother in the show, right? We see Uwen yeah. Roy, who is his older brother who kind of like, I don't think Uwen is perfect either. I mean, he's like, you know, chooses to sit on the board and, you know, yeah. makes his income because of the Roy family. This is the interesting thing of like, uh, with, with Ewan, like you have these values and yet you do like choose to like take money from a company that like does all the things that you basically fundamentally oppose. Um, but Ewan is like seemingly a much better person than, than Logan. Uh, yeah. so you can like come from this same, you know, uh, childhood and have made different choices in your life. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um so logan born the floor for all three of us uh let's see if that shifts at all as the season goes on um i think like certainly in the marketing for season three of succession it feels like front and center alongside logan and definitely in terms of like where the story is positioned right now uh i think it probably makes sense to go with kendall uh as the next person we are talking about mm -hmm. here um grace did you have thoughts on on kendall that changed at all or were pretty set based on your first watch of the show and then doing your second watch so i remember that like this thing happens at the end of season one right that like re sort of sets his position you know he's trying to like uh take this vote of no confidence and he's you know gonna sell his share and uh sort of screw over the family and uh but man uh getting high and then you know killing the valet attendant is like really really bad and it's we call it we call in that murder outright we said murder before i you think call it's this a murder maybe uh, manslaughter he yeah he's driving right He's Kendall the one who's driving. Drive. He wants to drive, even though he certainly shouldn't be because he's under the influence. But I mean, here's the thing. It's probably manslaughter because while they're driving, there's a deer in the road. It's really the, good that the three of us are like highly qualified to weigh in on like, oh, like, we should get general. Well, yeah, the yeah. point being that <laughs> there's there's a deer in the middle of the road. The passenger, the, the kid that ends up dying, takes the wheel and turns it for and Kendall's the car goes off the road into the water. But Kendall shouldn't have been driving under the influence. So the the other thing that I think is like you know the whole situation there there Kendall being of the status that he is, you know it probably is a pretty big PR hit. But like man, Logan gets you know has not had great P, you know PR hits before, and like I feel like he probably doesn't even go to jail. If he just like is at the scene of the crime when it happens. Uh, probably like I don't know. It just so like. Then there's the whole like he like tries to cover it up and then the family covers it up for him. Like it's this whole like huge mess um, mm -hmm. that I don't think I can put him in like so uh, we're good. Because right? I do feel like he's the, he's one of the most sympathetic in a way like he's obviously dealing with addiction issues. He sort of like was set up all his life to be like the next person to and then his dad like sort of undermines him. And so you did there's certainly moments in the show that I feel bad for him. And then the end of season one, I'm like, I don't know if I feel bad for this guy anymore. Yeah. But I think by the end of season two, aren't you kind of like, hell yeah, Kendall, like stick it to him. Like the thing with Kendall is 
I think you're right, Grace. I think that he's the easiest to sympathize with in a way because of his addiction issues. And because we see most of season two, he's under the influence. He's using drugs of all types, anything really to get him through. Um, and he's repeatedly just like demeaned and belittled by his father. He's his father likes to see him hurt. His father likes to see him weak because he's easier to control. You know, he goes through like the, well, my daddy told me to phase of things, right? After his dad does the cover up for him. To me, I think Kendall is one of the more fascinating characters and they all are very fascinating. But the way Jeremy Strong embodies this character is unlike any other like job I've seen. He does such a great job and listening to i do highly recommend going back and listening to the hbo podcast that they released last year um they interviewed a bunch of the cast jeremy strong was one of them and he's really like into like the whole method acting of it all and he unlocks he says he unlocks a part of who he is in every character he plays and so thinking of that and thinking of like how difficult that must have been to try to play kendall and he's even said like i almost turned down the part of kendall because i saw myself in too much of him um I just think like Kendall is probably one of the more sympathetic, most likely due to his addiction issues and the fact that I think he's had almost the most weight put on his shoulders um, from his father. And yet it's very obvious that his father will never let him take over because he doesn't think that he has the killer instinct that you need right. to run the business. Right. Um, I... I don't know. I feel like I connect pretty hard with Kendall Roy. Um, I think that he's he's my favorite character on the show. Um, I think that he is just uh, like an absolutely fascinating person. And I think that because we're so often centering on him uh, and also like the contrast from like where I've gone with Kendall, like the first time you ever see him on the show, he's being such a douche. He's in the back of the limo. He's like rocking out to the headphones and he's on the way to like, you know, make the make the deal. And like, he thinks he's such hot shit. And then he falls so hard, so hard. Obviously, uh, like the substance abuse stuff like that hits close to home. Uh, like the like um, the ways in which like he pours himself into work in order to like uh, avoid so much else. I don't know what that's all about. So like that's unusual to me. Uh, but I, I really just love Jeremy Strong's portrayal. I love the character arc. And I think somewhere in there, there is a good person. But I think it's underneath a lot of different layers of shit. Uh, like, I think, like, uh, like, you know, whether it is, like, the um, just, like, the weight of living under, like, the influence of his dad, or it is literally the... Um, the, uh, the 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 substance abuse stuff or it is like the workaholic stuff mm -hmm. um, or like the need to be like a big deal. Um, all of that stuff, I feel like um, is really standing in the way of Kendall being able to like live an authentic life. But if he finds himself in some place where he's able to live an authentic life, um, I feel like he could be, if not an actual good person, uh, which I think is hard to attain on this list. I think at the very least, I could slot him in as so uh, we're good, right? Because like mm -hmm. somebody's got to get there. And it also, that tier is a question. And right? you're saying now or you think he can get no, there? No, I think I'm putting him there. I think okay. I'm saying so uh, we're good, right? Because it's, say... it's, a, it's a question. It's not yeah. like, you know, it's not like this person's good. 
it's this person could be, I think, um, or like I think maybe is uh, fundamentally underneath some of this stuff. And it just hasn't really happened yet. Yeah. But uh, we're good, right? I think like that's where I have Kendall and I and I can imagine the world where he goes higher and like ends this series as his authentic self owning up to a lot of the stuff that he's done and living that truth. But this is succession and I'm not banking on redemption. So I would imagine that where I'm at with Kendall right now will go on a downward trend at some point. But I'll start there. I'll start with Kendall Royce. So uh, we're good, right? I don't, does this show have a, an intended like arc? Like, is it doesn't it, seem is like it. it. Yeah, it's just going to go for... Um, so, I, mean, I don't know whether it'll go forever, but Jesse Armstrong, who is the creator and the showrunner, uh, I think has expressed, like, is not very interested in that stuff, is also not trying to big brain us. So, like, the big brain theorizing is sort of useless when it comes to this show. I think we just need to, like, you know, live in, like, the meat and potatoes reality of what's happening on I Is there like big that. braining succession? I'm not yes. sure. Like... Yes, yes. Uh, Balsack okay. and Joe and the rest of the succession <laughs> Redditors will tell you. Sure. Uh, that there's plenty of so, uh, plenty of big brain so, stuff happening. I mean, I mean, the one thing I'll say about like Kendall and like a thing of like they live in this, you know, I'm like, you know, I always find it tough. Like it is a TV show, and so they want them to live in this universe. But also, at any point, at, at any point during all of this, Kendall can just leave. He can just no. sell his shares. He can just not be part of the succession plan. He can not be part of the company. You know, he has like his ex-wife, right? Is like a very interesting character in that like in his mm -hmm. kids that they are like this separate little thing that like show up at family gatherings. But other than that, they're not part of the world, you know, that like that is succession. And so I think that like, to me, you know, I think probably like if you asked, you know, I'm talking about Uwin a lot. If you asked Uwin about like, why is he there? It's because like, well, I can change it from the inside, right? I'll be, I can be on the board and I can be checks and balances. And maybe that's where like at the end of this season two of like, um, Kendall thinks he can like, okay, if I like out my father, then I can be the person who like stays and I fix mm -hmm. it and I change it and the company becomes for good. And I think Shiv believes that as well. Like Shiv's conversation, which I think in the, mm -hmm. the thing that like for me, I now am like at the end of season two trying to figure out where to put Shiv because of the decisions that she makes. And she also believes that what she's doing is the right thing to do and the good thing to do to like eventually be in power and be able to make the change herself. Um, and yet at the same time, you're you know, they are enabling the system and enabling this stuff to happen, you know? So, Damn. yeah. I just don't think that that's his motivation. I think that almost every one of the Roy children's motivation is to please their father. Like, that's what it feels like a lot of the time is that I think Kendall, like to please their father or to like tell their father to F, F off. off, you know, yes, like they, it's one of they those all things. want his approval at the end of the day they in some all... way, because like even like right. um, like uh, like spilling blood would be approval. Exactly. Uh, potentially if they do it the, the right attention, way, yeah. showing him up. Right. That's I feel like that's why Kendall does what he does at the end of season two. That's why he does it is because his dad told him he wasn't a killer. And he says, you know what? F off, dad. I am a killer. Like they all want to impress their father or get appreciation from their father or acceptance or love or whatever from him. And I think Kendall, to me, the one thing that moves Kendall up a notch a little bit is that 
anytime his father has showed malice or had physical altercations with another character, Kendall is always the first one to step up and be like, no, dad, no, like, stop it. And to me, there has to be something there in their childhood. He's even though Connor is the oldest one, he's older by quite a bit. Like he probably wasn't around when all the other three Roy kids were kids, kids. And so I feel like Kendall was probably the the protective older brother. Um, as much as they are now all vying for the same position now, when they were kids, I mean, I don't want to see an episode necessarily with them as kids, but I'm just imagining that. You don't want probably... to see succession babies? No, not really. <laughs> but if they did a flashback, I'm sure they would do it very well. But I just think that Kendall is used to being a bit of a protector and a bit of like the leader of of the those kids. And to me, that's when he shines is when he is like, you know, no, dad, like, don't hit Rome. It's yeah. like messed up, you know? So I think for that, yeah. he's a little bit higher in that way. So where where do you both land Kendall Roy? I have him. So uh, we're good, right? Where are you? Where are you slotting Kendall Roy on your tier lists? I mean, I feel like I've been I've been, you know, uh, I'm coming around that he's maybe not in the F off tier because there's so many other people as well that I can feel like you they're not as have, bad as you could Logan. have the whole cast in two buckets grace it's I know. certainly possible <laughs> I know. Yeah. uh i think i have them in f off for now but i'll see that might change as we like okay slide it I, I agree as much as i've defended him i completely agree he belongs in f off because some of the things he he's done it truly truly awful i think yeah. There's redemption. I can for forgive him. a little bit of murder, you know, Just like, a little light murder, some light, light murdering. Like, yeah. I guess I can get past. Uh, it was in the UK, the streets, <laughs> yeah, the different driving, rules, different rules. rules. Different it's rules. the other side of the road, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I think there's room to grow for him for sure. But I'm not comfortable putting him any higher than F. Off. I think that's uh, fine. Kendall's think probably good. the character I'm the most like I could see bumping up before the end of this, like yeah. another season arc. I'd be like, oh, I totally have changed my opinion mm -hmm. yeah. yeah um so let's go down uh the uh the roy siblings so i i would have gone shiv here but i'd forgotten that roman is is older yep. uh roman i think has been a, a really fascinating character who's sort of just like court jester for so much of it and i feel mm -hmm. like he's really trying uh to be something else right now um I'm curious for your takes on on Kieran Culkin as as Roman Roy Grace. What do you what do you think of the middle the middle child? I love yeah. Kieran Culkin as Roman so much. He's so he, good. He is immediately uh, like he is that court jester, right? But he's immediately kind of the most despicable. Episode one, he like wagers the kid at like a million dollars if he can hit the home run and then like gets, you know, and rips up the check in front of the family. Um, I mean, I guess the kid didn't hit a home run, but I feel like I relate the most <laughs> yeah. with Roman. Um, I'm, I'm three of four uh, in my, in my family. Uh, I use humor a lot. Uh, I'm not, rich but um i do think that like <laughs> no you're Roman, great i yeah, yeah yeah i'm not rich stop uh, it <laughs> <laughs> um, um i yeah i just relate to him a lot of like he's also like i've definitely had moments in my like in my life where like he he's really funny but he also wants to be taken so seriously like yeah. he wants to be good you can see at the beginning when he like he had been part of the company and it was like not working and he left and then he like comes back back into the fold and he's trying to like he wants to be seen as like an adult in the room and someone who's like capable. Um, and yet he has this father who will probably never see him in that way. And also probably his siblings don't really see him in that way. Um, 
that being said, there's a lot in here that he does. It's it's really bad. It's uh, you mm-hmm. know, the stuff with um, the, Gary, the rocket, the rocket like, was oh, wild. <laughs> the rocket in the explosion. The he one. just washes his hands and he leaves the that bathroom. That scene is one of my favorite scenes uh, of prestige drama, uh, mm. like recent prestige drama history. Like relatively, like, I love how he was so excited when he finds out it's just a hand and some fingers. Like, yeah, like, like, like it's not so. That's not so bad. Just just a hand and some fingers. I've for- been so much worse. Yeah. I've Forgot in the rewatch that he rushed, he rushed it like two as well. Yeah, yeah, all nice to have it at the same day as the wedding. (laughs) I think that the great thing about Roman is that we could talk about character growth all day long for all of these characters, but he's had such significant character growth over two seasons. When season one, he wants, he really, what's weird about him is Connor doesn't want to work but wants money. And for some reason, I don't quite understand the motivation. Maybe it's, again, wanting acceptance from his father or approval from his father. He wants to be involved in the company. He wants that COO position. But then again, he doesn't want to do the job. We see him sit down at his desk. The emails flood in and he just gets back up and leaves. Like he just can't handle it. But then by the time season two comes around in the finale, he's gone through this whole situation where he's been held hostage. Really terrifying situation. Obviously, severely, like, he's traumatized by this, but he still makes the right business call. Season one, um, Roman wouldn't have been able to suss out that those men weren't serious about that offer, that cash deal offer. Um, But he is. And so I think what's interesting is some people have pegged season one as, like, the... Um, Kendall season where Kendall is the one who's maybe going to get the top spot and then season two it's like oh we think it might be Shiv who gets the top spot I'm curious to see if season three is like Rome's season to shine well, he, he gets named COO at the end of the exactly. season two right so, so it's possible well um, you so HBO's Rome ended after two seasons <laughs> so this could be Rome season three Romulus Romulus yeah. yeah um but I just I love the way Kieran Culkin plays him I think it's very playful it's very funny it's impossible not to like him at least a little bit as much of a jerk as he is it's impossible to not be charmed at least a little bit by Roman's character also, as um, someone who is really bad at buying gifts, the whole like buying the wrong soccer team is so I get it. Funny. It, it, yeah. happens. Uh, it happens. But can we please talk about his re- relationship if that's what you kind of want to call it with Jerry? Because it's a relationship of sorts. It's it's it is. And I think it is consensual. Figuring, it's consensual. It's consensual. You know? I think yeah. him figuring out his sexuality is super interesting. Um, and I'm sure they're going to do more of it in season three, but I actually really love the dynamic between him and Jerry. And I love how he defends her in the season two finale. Um, she's getting thrown under the bus as a possible name they could throw out to take the, take the fall for all this cruise line stuff. And he's like, no, Jerry, Jerry, no, we can't do Jerry. Um, yeah. and I really the three, like that from him. The two of the, th- I mean, Shiv also has the moment in the end of season two where she's like defending Tom, right? They both sort of have this moment of like humanity. Yeah, but <laughs> Shiv know? also throws Tom under their bus like immediately yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's, I, uh, there's like a history, uh, there's like acting history between, uh, Kieran Culkin and Jay Smith Cameron, who like were in, some stage production together. I remember reading this, I think in like a Vulture interview with Jay Smith Cameron, who plays Jerry back uh, during se- Succession season two. So like the two of them have like a very easy, well-worn chemistry because they've, they, they work together in like the most intimate setting you can work in as an actor uh, on, on stage where you're playing the same characters, you're learning them so deeply over and over every single night, every single day. 
um, that I think that there's just such an easy dynamic between Jerry and Roman mm -hmm. that sells this other otherwise like utterly odd storyline that they embarked on in yeah. in season two. Um, but I think that like for me, like I think that that uh, like sort of like um, uh, Roman, like getting literally getting off on like being told how bad he is. And, Slime like, puppy. How, yeah. Like yeah. all of these things, like I think speaks to a lot of the abuse that he has weathered in his life and just mm -hmm. like constantly being viewed as the butt of a joke, um, being put into, into the cage by his brother. And dog kid. food eating dog food, do you like, believe can i ask you both do you believe that like that he asked to be put in the cage like kendall and and uh connor assert or do you believe that that was all made up and that he was put in against memory is so interesting that it's like you know like that's like yeah. sort of like the thing that's in play um like it, like because you could imagine like yeah i'll go in uh like you can imagine yeah. that and like the like the the way that Kendall and Connor would remember it versus like how Roman actually lived it. Um, I don't know. Hard, hard for me, hard for me to say. I probably believe it that he said it, but it, you know, then they're probably like, that okay, now you're locked. Now yeah. you can't leave. Forever. Forever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like there was yeah. a catch that he didn't read the fine print. Um, uh, yeah. 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 Um, I think, I think like, because I, I want, I want to believe that Roman could could uh, actual good person is like just going to be so, that's so aspirational. So there's no way he goes there. Mm -hmm. um, but like I am I'm sort of like um, I'm I'm waiting for like the full on F off moment from from Roman in season three. You know what I mean? Like I'm waiting to see where he lands uh, on what's coming up because sometimes like he's like a real like once he like finds out a little bit more about like what's going on with his brother, I think like he's like uh, concerned at a, at a, at a bigger level, you know, like in season one, like when it was pretty clear that his brother was relapsing, I think he wasn't, I think he was like a decent brother to Kendall in a, a few of those moments. He goes to uh, check on him when he's at like the, the drug at the user's house. It, yes, and, exactly. Yeah. And you like, he has this really interesting line at the end of season two, when he, after he has like, he comes on the boat after being kidnapped and then he's like sitting down and it's like, so are we going to like, talk like as like siblings once is like he's clearly yeah. like expressing like whatever and they both immediately like mock him like uh, like in these like stupid mm -hmm. high-pitched voices which are like yeah. very cringeworthy to watch but it's so clear that he wants like he he wants like connection <laughs> to yeah. everybody he exactly. like craves it so much yeah uh and probably like it's just been like continually rejected so that's why he's like the jokester of this group but i feel yeah. like we'll get there in season three of like a, a bit more you know assertiveness of, from Rome of like, this is what I want, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that I get the feeling that he may have been received the brunt of any type of abuse from Logan. And I'm sure he, you know, shared <laughs> generously with all of the children, his abuse, but I just feel like Roman's mouth got him into trouble a lot as a kid yeah, and he's used humor as a defense mechanism, yeah. right? Yeah. Can't relate to that. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's really, for me, Roman is harder to place than any of the other ones thus far. I think that like, I want to put him in the, so uh, we're good. Right. But my heart is like, no, he probably belongs in F off and he has room to grow into the, so uh, we're good. Right. Yeah. That's uh, where I put him. So you both yeah. put him in F off. I think so. Um, he's not good enough for the, so uh, we're good. Right. Like he did some, he's done some nasty things. Yeah. Beyond the whole situation with what he did on the, the COO window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's yeah, also that, was, nasty. that was pretty nasty as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, one of the other, while you're thinking, Josh, one of the other yeah. little fun tidbits from the interview that I listened to, uh, that he was on that podcast, um, he mentioned that apparently astute uh, of, of viewers of the show have noticed that whenever Roman is uncomfortable in a situation, his physical posture gets really weird. And so that's something I kind of want to keep an eye on for season three, because now that Kieran Culkin is aware of it, he's like, first I was like, no, I'm going to sit perfectly straight. But now I'm like, no, but that's, it was my instinct to react with an uncomfortable. I'm mo- most literally thinking of the scene where they are trying to to overthrow, a, do like a, a vote of no confidence against Logan. He's so huddled up at hunch. He's he is. Yeah. He looks like, so yeah. uncomfortable. So yeah, stuff he's like, like that. Tr- I getting smaller in his chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I uh I I could go, I could I could flip a coin and I could mm-hmm. be we're good or F off. And I think that this will adjust quickly in season three, would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh it'll either hold or it'll adjust quickly. I'm gonna be aspirational. I'm gonna say so uh we're good, right? Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna believe in Roman Roy. I'm gonna believe in his ability to uh to 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 be to be better than he's been uh and i think like he's been through some trauma uh across the series he just got out of a hostage crisis uh you know and he's in like sort of like a fulcrum position right now with what kendall has done versus logan where does roman fall within that there have been so many times where he is just like buckled under his father's um uh, under the weight of his father like is the time to break away from that coming up if it's not is there a reason that is like uh like understandable as to why he'll stay i can see roman as of like the first episodes just slipping into f off um but i'll just give him some benefit of the doubt and go with uh we're good right uh with with roman roy and like I, I go back and forth on this because like there's a world in which all of the Roy kids are, I, I would say, F off to all of them. And I haven't yet. But I think I need to be convinced not to say F off to Shiv, uh, who, we're, who we're talking about next, mm-hmm. uh, who does something really, really despicable by the end of season two. Um, when she uh, she goes to the to the whistleblower right, and it's just like horrible to her. Um, it's weird. Their interaction is so strange because she's like she obviously doesn't want her to testify because it would ruin the company, the family business. But she also says, you know, I'm going to kill them for what they did, and let's take them down together. And the woman asks, "Can I trust you?" And she says, "No, you shouldn't trust anybody." But it's like. You want to believe that Shiv actually does feel that way, that she actually does feel like she wants to take those men down and that she wants change. Her politics aren't the same as the rest of her family. Doesn't necessarily mean she's a good person because she still does terrible things to get ahead. And at the end of the day, it's very obvious that her father is able to manipulate her. Ray is able to manipulate her um, because she wants the seat. She was promised the seat. She wants the seat. Um, in many ways, we're led to believe that she's Logan's favorite. Um, who knows if that's true, but I think Shiv, while not the cleanest character and her relationship with Tom is another situation. Oh, it's not great. Yeah. What she does to Tom, she kind of treats him like crap. It's one of those situations where. Oh, outright treats him like crap. Yeah. He married up and she knows it (laughs) and it's, she treats him like he married up. Um, 
And so I think while she's not perfect, she's not squeaky clean, I feel like she's cleaner than some of the other uh, Roy children. But I don't know. I know Grace is really come around on disliking Shiv a whole lot in the. Oh, I don't dis dislike Shiv. I mean, I Shiv, I mean, it's like whether I think or not Shiv is a good person is like a different question than whether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Engaging. I love the character. I and of I course. think Sarah Snook is like unbelievable so as good. Shiv. Because uh, sometimes she's just like so whip smart and so funny, uh, mm -hmm. and it's just um, like uh, so good at just like tearing through other characters like pieces of paper. Um, and I think that like, because I want like, I, I really like, you know, like there was that moment in early on in season two when she, when like Logan says like, it's going to be you. And like the way she played that was like, she felt like a kid, you know? And so like, mm -hmm. there was like this innocence to that. And then like, there's like, when, when I map that onto like some of the ruthlessness, it can be like really, really tough. So I get like very whiplashy with Shiv, I think is part of my problem is like, um, I think that she like ping pongs a lot as a, as a character for me. I think Shiv to me is is probably the most complex of any of them because I don't really actually know what Shiv believes. So like Shiv is working for this political, you know, is a political advisor um, and like leaves that job to come back to the family because that offer is there. And again, I think about like, you know, whether she thinks that by getting this job, like, does she think that she could then change the company from the inside? So when she's talking to this woman and telling her not to believe I or telling her not to testify, like the thing I was really conflicted about in that scene is I can't. So, so it is a true fact that testifying and, and like part of the Me Too movement of like saying, hey, this happened to me um, is really, really hard and like really uh, something that like people will will like attack you in the way that shiv is telling her she is going to be attacked and that people are going to say all these like the things that she's telling her are things that almost like i don't know that shiv believes that to be true but it's, it's kind of like saying all the all these things to say like this is what it will be like and then it will be done or you can like come in and like uh like believe me that i'll change it from the inside and i just don't know whether shiv believes that to be true right or not mm -hmm. is like this this thing that i really struggle with with shiv yeah. yeah, I think when you frame it like that, um, I think like for me then, like if the other Roy's are in this category, I'm gonna put her in this bucket as well because like, but it like emphasizes the question the most. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, we're good, right? You know, like I wanna believe, yeah. I wanna believe I'm very skeptical uh, mm -hmm. of, of Shiv in some major ways. And I think if like Shiv is like who she often like posits herself to be, I think that there's a world where like she is the person who uh, should take this over and maybe like do some good with the power. But like, I don't believe that she actually would. Like, I think like I fear that like uh, she wouldn't she wouldn't hold true to what she professes. Uh, many of her core yeah. values are. Especially when she's uh, when she actually is like a political advisor. She's. <laughs> advising in a way to get the guy to win not necessarily with any set of morals or you know values in mind yeah. um i think for me it's really hard just to be completely honest about it it's really hard for me to not have more sympathy for shiv as a woman just sure. surrounded by men who like 
give her the quote unquote woman's job, right? She has to be the one to go talk to the victim because she's a woman. She's the one who has to put her face on the cruise scandal because she's a woman. And as a result of that, I find myself really forgiving her for a lot of her sins um, because it's hard to be in that position. It's really hard to be a woman in the spot that she's in. They don't want her to be the face of the crew scandal, though. She puts her. She's the one who comes to the press. No, they want like, her to. They want her. They ask her to come on the trip, and she's like, "Well, I wasn't invited. I'm not going to go there and put my face on that." And then she eventually concedes and goes. And she and Rhea convinces her that she needs to put her face out there and and kind of speak about the cruise scandal. Oh, you're talking about at the end of season two. I'm sorry. I meant more of like handling the PR side of it. Right. Um. They want her involvement because she's a woman. So I I put her in so uh, we're good, right? Because I just, I feel for Shiv and I'm hoping that she, she can maybe move up or at least stay in that category rather than fall. I think she'll fall for me. I think, I think she's going to, I, I think all three of the Roy siblings are going to fall right to F off for me pretty quickly. That's my I, hunch. I, I do feel like before the end of the, I feel like, you know, again, I feel like if you look at all of their actions, like basically they, they, they're all this way because of logan right they all make yeah. these choices and they are all you know like shiv is so manipulative to tom like telling him that she wants to have an open marriage on the night of their wedding like as much as that can be true that you are like not you know want to be in a like close you know uh um monogamous relationship um it also is shitty to like do it on, on the wedding night right like after they have been married she's like yeah I, I think i need to be you know and so she's so all of them exhibit behavior where you can exactly track it to be like yeah you're doing this because of logan it's just that i kind of need all of them before i would move them up to so oh we're we're good right is i need them basically all to like acknowledge that they are uh exhibiting terrible behavior and that they and then show that they're able to like not you know not do it basically so she's uh, joining the other roys in F i'm putting them all in f, f yeah. yeah i yeah. i think like i i could i can absolutely envision the world where i do the exact same thing but i'll i'll be like the aspirational mirror of that sure. but like uh <laughs> like it, it's 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 like a razor's edge like you, mm -hmm. if we did this like tomorrow my answers might be really really different yeah and yeah. i'll fall somewhere in between so <laughs> i have um, shiv and uh so we're good right uh okay great so that is uh that's logan and the three core roy siblings um, we are going to throw it to our sponsors once again for a quick ad break, and then we will be back and we will finish up the rest of these characters. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Okay, we're back. Um, I guess we should continue with um, the Roy siblings. 
uh, we've got one more to put on. Uh, and like, if I don't put Connor Roy uh, Bohr on the floor, my good friend is going to disown me. Uh, and I also think that Connor Roy, like there's something about Connor Roy that really does just like utterly suck. Uh, there's yeah. something about Connor Roy that is just like, he is just like such a hateable, hateable character. I think it is Antonio who said that like Connor Roy is like the definition of debate me guy. Uh, yeah. And like, like all of these people are loathsome in, in varying degrees. Right. Uh, you know, or at least varying degrees of like, uh, you know, like difficult to get your head around. Um, but there is something about like this energy that is just like utter trash to me. Uh, utter, utter trash. Yeah. Antonio said, uh, <laughs> Connor's so triggering right now. He wasn't at first. But then when I rewatched it, he put hate in my heart. Uh, <laughs> lit literally a debate me guy. Um, yeah. So uh, in, in honor of my uh, Ted Lasso co-host and also because like I he really is just so punchable. Uh, I will. I'll just start by putting Connor, future president of the United States, uh, <sighs> for, for on the floor. Yeah. Connor's frustrating to watch because he uh, very obviously doesn't want to work and solely just wants to feed off of his family's success. And then he does something as wild as run for president when he literally knows nothing, knows nothing about anything. Um, Maybe he's... I'm putting him at F off when I think about <laughs> it like that, where it's like, you know what? There is like further for him to sink, I think. And like when he's like, I'll be president of the United States, like I kind of my literal reaction to that. It's like, F off, man. No way. You know, like you're an idiot. Um, like, I think like there is room. I don't think that there's room for him to grow, but I think that there's room for him to fall. Every time that he calls Logan Pa, I <laughs> want to punch him in the face. Papa. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's like, guys, get a hundred mil. I get a hundred million dollars. Cool, like, hundred mil, no yeah. big. Oh my god, I I just think he's so like oblivious, and I I you know I I think I initially I was like yeah I put him in bold in the four. I think I put him in F off in the same category. I have all the the children in there. Um, he's just so uh I don't he's so like privileged. Like it's fun. Like they all are privileged, but there's a way in which Connors has manifested, which is so much more annoying than any of the rest. Of them. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. That is like really hard uh, to watch. And the fact that he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to pay my taxes. Uh, come arrest me. Uh, what does he say? I believe bad. he's like, Oh, what do you, what do you believe in this? And he's like, I believe in, uh, or my stance is life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness or whatever he says. It's like, <laughs> It's yeah. ridiculous. I don't know if um if Succession is going to do a COVID storyline or not. I don't know if Succession will I exist in a not. world where COVID exists or doesn't. I hope not as well. But just, in the world yeah. where COVID exists, Connor Roy uh, did not get vaccinated. Of course not. Anti-vaxxer doesn't believe in masks. He believes we're being microchipped. He, yeah. sa he says he's not getting vaccinated and he does, and he does get vaccinated. Yeah, hmm. Connor, I think the thing that's very transparent to me about Connor is that he feels shafted or slighted because, you know, we know that uh, he's from Logan's first marriage. It didn't work out, I believe. And I don't I've, I've heard this on on the podcast I listened to. I don't know how much is said on the show about it. There was some type of mental illness or something to do with that um, with Connor's mother. 
And he had to live with her while Logan went off, you know, living his lap in the lap of luxury. And eventually Connor was able to do that as well. But you get the feeling that like he feels left out because he's the only one with a, a different mother than the other children. And then because of that, he tries to make up for it by getting his father's attention constantly. Um, and it is frustrating. I don't think he's necessarily smart enough to be as despicable as some of the other characters. And for that reason, I put him in F off because he's just not... Like, he doesn't have as much malice as a lot of the other characters. Like, the big he gets, like, upset about cold butter at this event. And he's, like, screaming <laughs> at people. But, it's, yeah. like, it's not that bad, I guess. I agree. I think and it is a good point that it's he's not um, – he's sort of unintentionally, you know, evil. And much more so than he yeah. is Yeah, but he's evil. just, like, he's so unlikable. Yes, he's so stupid. Like, <laughs> that's the thing is, like, there's a lot of terrible people on this show, but, like – they can be likable sometimes and like yes. you're caught off guard. You're like, I don't, I don't feel like I should like this person, but like yeah. they say something really funny and like, you can't help yourself a little mm -hmm. bit. Like that's some of the, that's some of the magic of the show. And that has never happened for me with Connor ever, Agreed. ever, never, no. never, no. not even a single time. Oh, uh, Cause he's horrible. He yeah. just, he <laughs> says dumb things constantly. Yeah. 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 He's trash. Uh, so I'm putting him F off. Where where are you both landing with Connor officially? F off. Yeah. F off as well. All right. So we'll tell Connor Roy to F, F off. off. Uh, by the end of this show, he could be he could be on the ground. Um, Possible. Let's stick with, um, I don't know, where should we go? Maybe let's go, because uh, I'm very curious to see where we land with Marsha, uh, with Logan's, uh, Logan's wife, Marsha, Hame Abbas, quietest series regular on the show through two seasons where like grace do we have any good grasp on what's up with marcia you feel like Marcia's no it's marcia, marcia when i when i restarted the show and i went to episode one i was like oh i forgot that the show is a lot about a logan being very sick like i forgot how just how sick he is compared to like where you see him at the end of season like in season two um and then i was like oh there's a lot of marcia like drama in the in the early going right of like her signing the like the, they want all the kids to sign the paperwork so that marcia uh can be in the deed and it feels like she's like pulling the strings behind the scenes and then more and more it's like actually she's very frustrated that she like is not kind of able to do that that logan is very like secretive and um does not seem to loop her in in very uh, many decisions um but we don't really have like a ton of backs like you know there's maybe the most we get is this there's a couple there's she gets quite upset at the l to the og yeah <laughs> during <laughs> during that the dundee uh, thing and she obviously uh when they are uh chatting with the pierces uh and she has a little bit too much to drink um and like you know logan's like she doesn't like to talk about her background he just says well you never you never listen mm -hmm. right so it's the most we're sort of getting that like there is something there but um she's sort of not allowed or like listened to um but there's not a, there's not a, a ton there um, yeah the only sure. other background information we found out on her was when shiv had her background checked oh, um yeah. and she finds out because they i think it's like it's a like carl or one of the party gods or something like that like informed her of it um we know that she had a, a first husband um and she was in paris but then like it's kind of unknown up until she shows up like much older as a publishing assistant um so there there is a big gap there in her in our knowledge of her 
On top of that, her and Logan have quite a falling out at the end of season two. Right. So I'll be interested to see kind of where they pick things up in season three because she basically says, like, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm going home. Like, I don't I don't need this anymore. So interesting to see what happens. Like, are they going to get a divorce? Are they going to get back together? Because that could have serious implications as well. He had her written into the will. And um, on top of that, I think she he wanted her to have like another. Um, I don't know how that works. Like another stock or something, another share, basically. She gets um, a, an extra vote, right? Wasn't yes. the whole thing? She has double voting power, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it'll be interesting to see where they pick things up with her. But yeah, she's such a quiet character. She does have a subtle manipulation about her, um, especially like when she has that conversation with Raya about like, do you get tested often? Because I'm clean, but I don't know if you are, and we still sleep together. So, um, stuff like I that mean- in her. Sorry, to be fair, her husband is sleeping. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I know? know, I yeah. know. But the way she has subtle these, shade, yeah. she's very quiet about it, though, because she—they're all in one-on-one conversations. Um, it's never in a larger group setting, like her conversation with Shiv. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's in. Gosh, what I don't remember. I think it's season one. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's like she tells Shiv to like f off. Yeah. Um, so I don't. It's hard to tell with Marsha where she even belongs because I don't think we really know what. A ton about her considering she is a series regular for two seasons yeah um i am gonna tell marcia to f off and really? yeah really? i am okay. and i'm and i'm and i'm doing it um with like sort of like the spirit of the category not being like i think marcia's terrible or anything like that but i think that the show needs to uh either do something with marcia or get rid of the character uh, like I feel like uh, the like the slow burn. It's just like this is like at the point where like shouldn't the like water be boiling at this point? Is the is the burner broken? Is is, is this not on? Was this not on the whole time? No, it's on. What's going on? And like I think that there's a lot of really compelling characters on the show. It's worth noting. I think like you know as we're like you know doing a little bit of preview stuff as well that there's a lot of like big actors that are coming along, um, coming up in uh, in the in the future of the show. Alexander Skarsgård's going to be on this season. Adrian Brody's coming on board. Uh, we've had a lot of different people along the way that have been really, but Holly Hunter, right? Like Cherry Jones, like all of these people who, uh, you know, absorb a lot of uh, a lot of screen time in addition to our core cast of characters that have been here from the jump, that, like, either they need to do something really big with Marsha this season or, like, I'm fully out on the character. So I'm, I'm starting her at F off because, like, this is how I feel about, like, I'm done with, like, thinking about Marsha. Hmm. And, and, like, maybe that puts me in sort of, like, a dangerous position going into season three that, like, she's going to do something that totally broad me, and I hope that's <laughs> right, you know? But, like, for now, I'm literally categorizing her in the F-off, uh, in the F-off bucket of, like, uh, like do something with this character. Uh, I want to see something. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done just, like, wondering what's Marsha's game. So mm-hmm. I'm putting Marsha in F-off. That is the thing. I think we don't like, there's not enough to know what Marsha's game is and to know whether, I mean, what her storyline is, is basically to have married a very rich uh, man. And like the presumption there is that like, she's probably in it for the money and that's probably Mm -hmm. it. Um, We don't even really get to see, like, there's a little bit of like, you know, the ways in which he's not doing well in the first season 
she's like, can you go get his slippers? But even that's like, can you just go do that? Cause I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't yeah. want you around Greg. Here, yeah. You know? And um, so we just don't really know what her like goal was. Like, did she like, it's, I think it's fine to marry Logan if you, because if he has money, if you also like him, right? It's like it's the thing of like that's not great is that if you don't really like him and you well, they are him. still doing things. Not that that means that that she likes sure. him, but sure. I think what's also interesting about Marsha is that she is in a lot of these like business meetings that we see. Which so she's not just married to a rich guy; like she's involved in some of these dealings, right? Like, and on top of that, I think what could be an in for a storyline uh like you were saying josh for marcia she knows that kendall is involved she knows where, she knows where literal bodies are buried. she knows where the bodies are buried and if she's divorcing logan or she's getting back together with logan and helping she him could be powerful kendall. on either side exactly yeah, yeah. and so i think that maybe is a hook in for that character i so hope you're I, right I think it's possible, and I and she can be cutthroat. We've seen it, so it's possible. Um, we we've talked. You've talked about how there's like these, um, like the the actors who are sort of coming in season three. Is she listed as as someone who is going to be in season three? Like, is she still listed as a series? She is regular. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's to, interesting. According to Wikipedia, yes, it's interesting, right? Like the the posters that we've seen have sort of I don't know if people like I think someone yeah. pointed this out on the Discord that like all the people shift on different mm -hmm. sides and I do think that's sort of like where we're headed of like Kendall trying to still take down um, Logan so I think yeah Marsha probably will come into play in terms of like okay who does she back is she divorcing Logan and is an enemy to Logan or is she does Logan like bring her back into the fold and she's yeah. an ally to Logan yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of potential with the character that has yet to be realized and this season needs to realize it Mm -hmm. that's, that's my that's my feeling so i have her I, f off Grace for a show that's land. also not super diverse i mean you know it's rough oh, yeah, that totally. she's not getting a lot yes. so i would totally. also like yeah. her to to get a little bit yep. more i put her in uh so, so well we're good right because i feel like i think i'm the opposite of you like we haven't seen enough to know that she is i can't i haven't seen enough to put her an actual good person and i i think if we're mirroring if, should i put logan as an actual yeah. good person should i yeah. flip that okay he's actually a good person yeah. Yeah. yeah um and so i were there because like i could definitely see in season three that she just like totally falls um but i just don't have enough information to say like you know I, i'm not going to tell you to f off yet yeah i feel the same way as grace whereas i it, she hasn't done anything truly horrible enough to land her in either F off or bore on the floor for me. So I'm also putting her in. So we're good, right? Um, okay. So that's Marsha. <laughs> um, uh, where should we go? Uh, maybe Jerry. Let's talk about Jerry. Yeah. We got to leave Tom and Greg for last as, yeah, they, as it was meant to be. As it was meant to be. Uh, can't make a Tomlet without cracking a few Greg's. So we'll do that at the end. Breakfast, uh, breakfast for dinner. Um, I this want, I really, I really want to believe Jerry's good, right? You know, <laughs> like I really, really you do. want to, but she's, she's worked with Logan for a very been complicit in a lot time. of shit for sure. She's been in this for a long time. And you she know, she's a lot of stuff. This whole thing with Roman is at least really weird. Uh, at the very least, because of like the power dynamics there too. Like, I mean, like the, the power dynamics are are so fascinating, right? Because he's family, so who's more powerful? Um, I don't know. It's it's really it's really hairy for me with with Jerry. I I think like I need to hear from you two to 
to shift if I'm gonna if I'm gonna tell Jerry to f off, which I'm loath to do, or if I like I currently have her as uh, again emphasizing the question, like so, well, we're good, right? Uh, I that's think currently Jerry, where I'm at with Jerry. You have to remember she's as most of these characters are extremely self interested. In the scene where they're trying to do the vote of no confidence, and um, and Kendall's running late. And he's on the speakerphone saying, Jerry, don't you have anything to say to the general counsel? And she's like, oh, well, it's really not my place to say. Like, that is her siding with Logan. She has worked with Logan for a very, very long time. She knows where the bodies are buried. I'm sure she's buried some of them herself. I think she's an extremely powerful woman. That being said, I kind of feel as much as we've seen of Jerry, we're not getting Jerry-centric storylines. And so it can be tougher to place her similarly to Marsha, where it's like, what do we really know about Jerry? We know she had a husband. We know he's dead. <laughs> we know that she has a very strange relationship with Roman. Um, we know that she's been around a really long time and she's head of general counsel for a reason. Um, I also currently have her in. So, uh, we're good. Right. And I swear I'm not doing this to put all of the women above the men. It just seems to be happening that way. I also feel like Jerry could do some good. I'm so curious to see what her and Roman like heading up the company even looks like. Um, I love Jerry as a character. I think she's fascinating. I want to see more from her and I want to see more of like just Jerry, but it, the show is the Roy's. So I don't know that I'd ever get that. Yeah. I'm with you of like, she, <laughs> she's been working for Waystar Royco for so long that she, you know, and she, you know, that she's the one with all the like details, right? Like mm -hmm. the first introduction we get to Jerry is really her telling like Kendall, Hey, you're about to take over the company. Just so you know, it's like been like, you know, wait, you know, like more, he's like mortgage the house, you know, like the, you know, he's like, we'll be in debt by like billions of dollars. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> right. Like, and so I think it's tough. The, the fact of her like, teaming up with Kendall in some way and trying to leverage, um, you know, herself into a position makes me feel like she's, she's her, like in some ways I want to write off the stuff that she knows as like, well, she's like legal, like she's like counsel and like, yeah, she kind of like has to like keep that line. And then in the ways in which she's like setting herself up for like to, to, you know, move up in the company is where I'm like, Oh, you also did all that bad stuff and then you want more like power. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I'm like, I, I kind of want to put her an F off, but I'm like, you know, I feel like my heart wants to put her in. So uh, we're good. Right. Yeah. Um, but she is a very fascinating character. I do like, and I think that, you know, I think over the course of season two, even just like having that Roman storyline, even though, you know, I, it, it is a little <laughs> bit weird. Um, I like that. She's like, you know, uh, involved in more than, mm -hmm. um, than what she was even in season one. So. And doesn't your heart just go out to her when Logan says things to her like, oh, we could just say it's Jerry because it's never going to actually be Jerry, Jerry, but we could say Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Poor we Jerry. Could say, we could say Jerry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she sticks around through all of that. So like there is a way in which like, oh, she's so loyal. Uh, that's so good. Yeah. And then it's also like, but oh, but who, who you're loyal, loyal, loyal to, loyal to him. To. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like, like, to some extent, the Roy children have no choice. This is their family, right? Mm -hmm. You know, to some extent, yeah. it's their family. They're here. They're, like, locked into this. Like, you can break out from your family, of course, but it's really hard to do. And um, they've been, lived their entire lives being manipulated by their father. And it's really, really sad. And it doesn't, like, excuse the way they've behaved. 
so much as it like kind of like underlines it, I think, uh, that it is really hard to like uh, when someone like Logan Roy just like uh, creates such gravitational force within like you come from this, right? You know, like how do you get away from that? Like, I think I've got like some sympathy for that. Um, some. Uh, and I think I probably have less for the person who could have left at any time and like is very qualified and would be able to get like an exceptional job uh, somewhere else doing things that are not such trash. I think I have to yeah. tell Jerry to F off and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. It feels it feels, it feels wrong. wrong. It feels wrong. But it, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put her. Right. Right. So I think I'm. Right. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to tell I can't her to tell F, Jerry off. F off. I'm going to tell Jerry to F off. I am. <laughs> I am going to do it. Uh, so you're you're putting her as uh, we're good, right? Um, mm -hmm. Grace, where did you go? F, F off. Yeah. Oh God, I feel terrible. I don't love my yeah. list. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm really liking mine. This is a really this is a tough <laughs> exercise. This is hard, but it, it is. But the, but the point is so that we can start talking about the characters, and so at least yeah. for that, like we're doing good. Um, the next part's going to be the hardest. All right, so let's do the Tomlet. Uh, let's start with uh, Matthew McFadyen, uh, Mr. Darcy himself, uh, uh, Tom. Uh, the what? What does he say? Like the uh, what does he talk about? The, the spinach is like the king of the oh. of like the leafy green or whatever. Yeah, I think that's it. When he's he oh. asking if he's gonna still run the, he's, he's like Tom's gonna like still run. Yeah, his news, Majesty right? of the leafy greens, <laughs> the spinach. Yes. Um, oh, poor Tom. Tom. <laughs> Tom. I think just like kind of has to be f off for me. Like just because like he is such like uh, he's so ridiculous. Like, uh, like he, he is like, he is like, just like, it just extra, like he is on, on this show of all of the characters. If there was one main character that I would refer to as a butthead, it would be Tom. Like Tom is a butthead. Uh, he's like, like a bit like, pathetic. You know, Connor might be a butthead too, but yeah, Connor's know. an asshole, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough you know <laughs> straight up a-hole yeah but but i think that uh tom's a butthead i do okay. you know like a little bit of a softer landing um that like i i feel for tom to a certain degree he's got these great like he's got these great ambitions for himself but like also has like he has aimed really high he has seen a lot of this stuff He's awful to certain people. It's like, what was he always this awful, or did he inherit this? Like, uh, like did he like did he like was this passed on to him? The closer I think he wants he got? to fit in. Is, I think is, that's what is it that is. That what it is? Like, you know, I mean, I think that that Tom is one of those characters. Like, he's a bubble character, and like, I think I'm just keeping the Roy children in that category by themselves because, like, it is such a question, and like. Um, I, I think like maybe there's the world where like, I have the question of like, can Tom be a, a good person? But I think like season three has, um, a lot of work to do with Tom for me. I often feel really, really bad for Tom. Um, I often him, really feel for him. Him taking the chicken off of Logan's plate and it's eating so funny. it <laughs> is a top five moment for me in this series because he's just like, so it's like, yeah, Tom, get him, eat his chicken. Yes. Like, I just, I love Tom. Like, he is so Same. pathetic. 
And it's very obvious that he just wants to get ahead and he wants to fit in and he wants to be accepted. And that's why he gloms on to Greg. He's like, you can be the punching bag now. I've been the punching bag forever. But now it's you, cousin Greg. Um, And I just, I love every line of dialogue that Tom has when he goes, hey, Greg. Like, I just Yeah, he's, he's a great character. And so I think that as a result of how bad i feel for him a lot of the time because shiv treats him like crap logan treats him like crap Ro everybody treats him like crap and they're so easy it's so quick to just throw him under the bus and be like let's make tom the face of this perfect he's not family he just married shiv but he's not family yet like it's it's too much and i feel bad for tom and as a result of my pity for him he's definitely ending up in the so well we're good right category despite the cruise cover up oh god so, so i yeah, the cruise cover up is the thing that i keep it's being bad. like Ooh, that's it's really really bad and they're infected uh, with the virus <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. and I might need to infect anybody who opens this. Might also might, like, be infected with the, the death pit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I also think he like generally thinks Shiv is incredible, and so trying to untangle. Okay, now I'm in it. Like I'm in it, and how do I get out of it without like ostracizing? Like then I'm like not with Shiv either. You know, I think uh, he's like he loses everything. Um, you know, so I have a lot of sympathy um, for Tom. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I'm like, yeah, I have sympathy for the guy who covers up all the cruise stuff, but you know, context. It is, it, <laughs> it's all bad. Is king. I uh, just love, I just love Tom as a character. It's so awful that I just love him so much. Like one of the things like in season one on the, the his wedding Eve, he says, I hope you're happy. My mother is dying of thirst and I just picked up a bag on my wedding Eve. Like he just, when <laughs> he makes the, Boy, the like uh, the guy that Shiv is cheating on with, like pour the wine back into oh, the bottle. So <laughs> Why doesn't he just leave, Nate? What are you doing? Just leave. Yeah. Well, that's part of this for me as well. Is like in the same, like in sort of like the vein of like uh, Marsha, f off. Like either do something or let's get you off the show. Uh, like I feel like it's not quite that because like I would hate the show without Tom. I was gonna say, what are you oh, talking I'm not about? Asking the Tom him and Greg of it all. I'm not asking him to leave the show. I'm asking him to leave this world. You know what I mean? Like, the, like I don't know what you mean. I, the, the succession, the Roy, yeah, like, like, like get out of all of that. I thought he like, was like, go die somewhere. No, God, you're I asking said, him to leave this just, world. I said some light murder. Like uh, was you fine. want, you're like. Tom, get out before it. Yes. Get out. Yes. Oh, you know? So I'm like, like, F yeah. off out of Wom. here before it's too late. Wom's it's kind of how I, I feel about Wom's Tom Wamsgams. Uh, the best name on the show. Name. Tom Wamsgams. So it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. uh, like, I want, I want Tom to get out of here. And if he doesn't get out of here, then I feel like he really earns the F yeah. off. Uh, so I'll place that. him here. I'll place him here in the F off category. I'm putting him one above him. So well, we're good. And I think that he Same. has like a season to like, yeah. you know, I hope I don't have to tell him to F off by the end of the season. Yeah. You know? no, I can't bear it. I really can't. The prestigious and credit goes to cousin Greg, Nicholas Braun. <laughs> and so we're all agreed that this is the actual good person. Um, No, I don't know. Let's talk Greg. Greg is so opportunistic. It's too like, and so it's the only thing I mean, it's the same as Tom and a little bit of Jerry of like, you don't 
have to do this. You don't have to be here. Like you don't have to like swim in the shit. Like you can get out of the pool, man. Like is the only thing that, and he's just constantly trying to like figure it out with that, you know, and I do like the conversations when they are in the safety room of him telling Tom, he'd like to like, try other departments and then tom like chucking water bottles <laughs> but, like, <laughs> we're friends, yeah. but we're yeah. friends tom. Yeah. Yeah. and like yeah. so so greg is like trying to figure out if he could like stay here and like i mean he friggin' gets an apartment like this like beautiful beautiful apartment right it's hard yeah. not to like it's hard to leave that right to like you you haven't had much before like he says he has never had his own apartment he's like looking at what he can afford and then uh, kendall's like here take this like beautiful apartment with like the windows wrapped around the side of the building. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard to like leave. And I think that like Greg's moral dilemma here is trying to like figure out if he can be a good person and like stay in the way star Royco like universe. Right. Um, and I, I, from the outside in, it's like, you can't, you can't he man. Should take that $5 million and yeah. run, he, even if that's yeah. a chump change, you know, that's the sure. thing is he, he can't be the poorest rich person. Take like that 5 million and get out, live your life. He can't do it. And like, he has such an opportunity. Like he could, he could do something else. He doesn't have to work for the family business. Um, but he's so sucked in by the idea of having the money, um, but it's so obvious that he just doesn't he doesn't fit in here, you know, like he just he doesn't belong. Um, he doesn't like it in the death pit. Uh, I just <laughs> any I just, other additionals he says at the last yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. What if they send it in a Jack child? Like just <laughs> he, has, he has so he has so many. Um, so many great moments of like, I mean, here's the thing. He doesn't like ATN. He doesn't want to work there. He says the the verbal assaults, physical humiliations, human furniture, Nazi stuff, shooters. I just don't love it. I don't love it. <laughs> I, don't love it. <laughs> I don't love it. Just, he tries to be a good person sometimes, but he like, you're right, Grace, you nail on the head. He's opportunistic. And that's that's all Greg is. And so I think as a result, as much as I want him to be the sole actual good person, I still think he's in the so oh we're good, right? When like you he's when, at the top of it. When you still there. When when you frame it all in that way, like I think with like my logic about like Tom, it's like cousin Greg, F off out of here. Like you gotta get out of here. Take your five million, go, like leave this place. Uh, and like, I kind of feel like if I have Tom here, like I can't not have cousin Greg and F off. But then the other thing that happens is like, I can't have the three Roy siblings being at the top of this tier list. Like I cannot walk away from my tier list with like Kendall Roman and Shiv are, uh, we're good. Right. And then everyone else is beneath that. So here's what I've decided. But you, I'm, you made this point we, earlier though that I'm, like, the, the Roy family have like they don't have much of, they don't have as much of a choice as like the people who are yeah, actively choosing. You know. So, you know. No, they all got to f off out of here. Everybody has to f off out of here. Like this is bad. They all have to go in the same and tier? until and until they until except they leave, uh everyone is going to be an f off except for <laughs> Logan will be born on the floor is where I'm going to land with this. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm changing course. All of the Roy siblings are f off. Connor F off, Marsha F off, Jerry F off, Tom F off, cousin Greg F off, out of here. Go get out. See, Get I put Greg in. So, oh, uh, we're good, right? Because here's the thing he did 
go and side with Kendall again, probably opportunistic, but he did all of these people are actively ruining the world. All of them. (laughs) Yes. They're all ruining the world. Can you tell me you didn't love when he took papers that had lighter fluid in them and shoved them down the back of his pants? (laughs) Of course. I loved (laughs) it. Bathroom. I am talking and I'm talking into a speaker. Uh, yeah, of course I, love I loved Craig. it. That's the show's magic trick. I know. But he's F so off out of here. They should all F off out of here. They all need to get out of here. I thought that's how my list was going to look. So I'm like pleasantly surprised it doesn't look like I have everybody in F off and Logan and Bore on the floor. Yeah. Mm. That's where I have to land, I think. Very happy with my Greg placement. He's at the top of the so, oh, we're good, right? He's at the top of that one. Yeah. For me, he's closest to actual good person, but probably will never get there. Yeah. I hope. We hope. hope But I don't want him to get there because he probably won't be as fun. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. He's pretty happy, healthy Gregory. Gregory the Eggery. I don't know that we want that. I go by Gregory now. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, my body's growing weak due to lack of sustenance. Yeah, like I just, I love. It's not like they come pre-pooped. It's more of a mental barrier. He's an astonishing <laughs> character. He's, he's an really astonishing a, character. Just he like is. his body is perfect to be this like. He's an Ichabod Crane mother yeah. effort. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, totally forgot in the rewatch about the scene where Greg and Tom go for dinner and they have to put towels over their head to eat the bird. <laughs> yeah. I like just didn't remember that happening before, yes. but it yes. did. Oh my god! I I have Greg, Tom, Marsha in So Over Kid. I have Kendall, Roman, Shiv, Connor, and Jerry in F off, and then I have Logan and Borg. I didn't know I'd be the nicest, but I guess I am the nicest to them. Yeah. I have Greg, Tom, Shiv, Marsha, and Jerry all in So Over We're Good, right? Kendall, Roman, and Connor in F off, and Logan being the sole boar on the floor. Yes. Uh, I've put everyone in F off except for Logan Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> I love Good. this. Oh, that's where I landed with Amazing. it. Amazing. All right. So those are our uh, our succession character tier lists. That's preview number one. We are we are not done uh, setting up succession season three. We're certainly not done talking about these characters because when we come back next week, Grace, Jess, and myself. Uh, all three of us uh, 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 very steeped in survivor culture, the CBS reality TV series. And one thing that we love to do on post-show recaps and in the RHAP sphere as well, love to do a survivor simulation. We typically rely on something called Brant Steel. Um, for this, should we call it uh, Boar Steel? No, this is not quite right. Mm. I don't think so. Got nothing. There's nothing that really rhymes with any of these people's names. So, but we're not going to do that. Instead, we will we will do a survivor simulation another way. Maybe by playing bore on the floor is what we'll do. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We're gonna we're gonna have the nine we're gonna have the nine characters play bore on the floor or some version of a survivor simulation uh, as a means of talking about them further, trying to like further understand. The, the core mechanics of these characters, the themes of the show, our feelings about the show. I think that this will be a fun vehicle to continue to express that stuff. And in addition, we will do some previewing of season three, some speculation on what's to come in season three. I think that we will bake that into the process as we move forward with this next podcast. So look out for that next week um wrapping up you can hit me on twitter at round howard um grace where can the people find you and what do you got going on 
Uh, I'm on Twitter at Hi from Grace. I get a fair amount going on. So just follow me on Twitter, and then you'll find it all there. And you'll find out. Yeah, that's how you'll find out is the yeah. way. Yeah. Um. So Jess, uh, what do you got going on? Community building. Uh, yes. Where can people find you? And what else you got? Uh, what's doing? You can find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. Uh, yeah, community building as always here on Post Show Recaps, and then I co-host Shit Ninety Shows Taught Me with Sarah Ferguson. We do Boy Meets World, Dawson's Creek, as well as other '90s bonus content. If you want to check that out, uh, do so at Shit Nineties Pod Instagram, Twitter. We have a website, ShitNinetiesPod.com. Check us out; it's a fun time. Cool. Uh, you can hang out with all three of us and so many other people in the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord all October long. We are celebrating the Post Show Recaps Patreon program's one-year anniversary, baby. And a really cool thing that perhaps you would like to know about is the special deal we have going on all month long is that uh, the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord, which is effectively like a sprawling chat room service where you can just go and hang out with so many people who are going to become your best friends, that's typically at the $10 level, uh, $10 a month. For the month of October, at $5, uh, just the $5 level, you get access to the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord campus tour, where you get to explore some of the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord, interact with people who've been in the Discord for a minute, uh, and then interact with other people who've been in the Discord for like a literal minute because they're on the campus tour with you as well. Uh, so check it out and see if like this is a place that you would like to spend more time. Is this a format that works for you? We've had a lot of really fun success with the campus tour already. Uh, it's October 1st as I'm recording these words. We've had a lot of incredible people already show up and poke around and contribute a ton. We would love for that to be you. So consider it just a $5 investment for the month of October. See if it's for you. Could be revolutionary for you. Or you may be like, F off, and you don't like it. And that's fine. Uh, but come say hi. We'd love to see you. Patreon.com slash recaps is the way. Patreon.com slash recaps. Talk with Grace. Talk with Jess. Talk with me about Succession or anything else you want to talk about. Um, with all that said, we will be back next week for more Succession. Until then, everybody, F off! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.